Amen. Yes, Lord. Church moms are really important. Amen? Amen. Our birth moms are important because they brought us to this planet. But God ultimately did that, right? Even if you don't know your birth mom, even if you're, you're, you haven't seen her, my birth mom was gone at 39. So I understand. But church moms made a difference in my life. Grandmothers, my beautiful mother-in-law that um, is about ready to, to just see the face of Jesus. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. You know, I said in the first service, I'm not sad. I choose gladness because I am glad and thankful for the legacy of faith that these women of faith in every different season of my life poured into my life. And so whether you are a mother, a daughter, a son, or a brother, we've all had a mother at some point in time. And I want you to understand that today I want you to think about being ready for the call. Okay, I want you to listen to what God has to say to you today. You may be the first person in your legacy that will begin to be that spiritual nurturer. You may be the first person in your lineage that will begin to sow those seeds like Nasha and Anwen were talking about. That is a powerful thing. Can you imagine someday somebody saying, my grandmother, my grandfather started in Rome at some international church and because of them bringing me to Kids Fest or Kids Camp, now I am a missionary or a pastor or an ambassador. Your legacy of faith matters. So this morning I want us to look at Romans eleven twenty nine. This is our verse for the month. I want you to memorize this verse. We ask you to memorize one verse for every month of the year with a different emphasis. Now, this is our theme for the whole year, Ready 21. And, you know, we said we don't know what that means exactly, but I'm ready for, but I'm ready, God. I'm ready from head to toe, from the way I think to where my feet walk. I'm ready. But then every month we have a different theme. And so this month it is ready for the call. And this is the verse. God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty. Never canceled. Say never. Never rescinded. That is a powerful statement. And then we see in 1 Peter 4, 10, and 11. So if that's true... That his call is, he never takes his call away from you. From the moment you were formed in your mother's womb, God was putting together. Ben, he knew that at this season of time in 2021, Ben Joseph would be in Rome, Italy, even though you were born in Sri Lanka. And he had put all that package together saying, now I have a new, a new assignment. I have a new level of serving that I'm calling you to. God knew what he was doing when you weren't even there yet for you. 1 Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides so that in all things... God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever. Amen. 
Amen. Somebody wave at me. Am I okay on the microphone with recording and everything? Give me a heads up. Okay, good. So I want you to think about something. Sometimes people are ready for the call. Some mothers are ready for the call. Some mothers are not ready. And it comes as a surprise. But then they trust the Lord with their tomorrows. So even if you have encountered a surprise, you can trust God today. And you can trust God tomorrow. And you can know that no matter what comes, he is still calling you. He still loves you. He still has purpose for you. Some have yet to see their life as one where God would use you to be that role model to someone else. But Solomon, who is now taking the piano and passing, and when it's passed the baton, and if you play the piano, we always have room for more. But Solomon, Solomon is a young man who graduated from high school last year, and he's in college now. And I know that Solomon has witnessed to his friends, I don't live like that. I, I live differently. Because you're investing in the call of God upon your life. It's a constant tug of war. The enemy is always trying to tell you you're not good enough, you can't do it, never mind, you misunderstood. That's not true. I want you to stand ready and say, Lord, I'm ready for whatever you're calling me to do. I'm not just talking about ministry. And I do believe that some are being called to full-time service unto the Lord. I'm not sure where you're going to get your paycheck from. That's up to God. But you have felt the Holy Spirit or you will feel the Holy Spirit this month Say, you are never, ever going to not serve me. You are just going to serve me forever. It's a full-time calling. I remember at an altar in my church. It was a round church in Houston, Texas. And I remember saying, God, yes, send me. See these words up here? Here I am, Lord. I'm chosen. I say, yes, here I am. Here I am, Lord, I'm chosen. I say yes. I want you to look at that. I want you to get that in your mind. I want you to hear the Lord, like, giving you this big thing, saying, this is your answer. <laughs> I'm trying to help you give the right answer. Amen? This year, we have established some things, and we have declared that we're ready for worship. And if my life is an act of worship to the Lord, then I will serve him in any way he needs so he may not say, hey, I want you to preach, but he may say, you know what, this week, things aren't going to go exactly like you thought they were. So this week, I'm actually calling you to be a witness at the medical clinic that you're going to have to go to. This week, things are going to be a little different, and you may have to go to the bank. And the Lord is saying, I'm calling you to let your light so shine before men that they will see his good works and glorify God. See, the call is not just here. The call is out there. The call is where you live your life. The call is how you operate in your life. So if I'm ready for worship, I'm ready for a relationship. And if I'm ready for a relationship, then I'm ready for the call. And I'm ready for victory. That was February. I expect victory. Can somebody say victory? I mean, we hear a lot of stuff about COVID and, you know, we're still not eating inside the restaurant, but we're eating outside and that's awesome. But I'm ready for victory. I'm expecting victory. I'm declaring victory. Anybody can say, yeah, this, man, this is hard. This is terrible. Oh, the society is awful. People have lost their jobs. Oh, man, this is bad. Oh, this country. Oh, that country. Oh, this rule. Oh, that rule. It takes a man or woman of God 
who has been empowered by the Holy Spirit to rise up to the call of God saying, will you speak life to someone else? Don't speak death. Will you speak victory to them, not defeat? That's what the call is. And you can do it. Amen? Amen. Y'all need to wake up a little. Come on, first service was awake and they were here before you were. Then we said we're ready for the trumpet. That means I'm ready to go to heaven. But if I'm ready to go to heaven, I want to take people with me. I want to be able to know that one day as I stand, I'm going to see people and they're going to go, I'm here. I'm here because you played the bass. And I saw that I could use my talent that way and I got involved. I'm here because you played the drums. And I saw that I could go to church on a regular basis. I'm here because you served. I'm ready for the trumpet. I'm ready for the call. And then last month, it was, who knows, ready to receive. Thank you, because we have the Holy Spirit who empowers us. Amen? The Holy Spirit empowers us. You can't do this call by yourself. You can't live this life without the Lord's help, without the power of the Holy Spirit. For me, at 15, when my mother was killed by a drunk driver, That is when the Holy Spirit became my Holy Spirit. It was no longer my mother's faith. It was not my grandmother's faith. It was not my father's faith. It was my faith. It was my calling. I could hear the Lord saying, I'm calling you to something bigger, something more powerful than you've ever experienced. Don't let go of my hand. I could take you back to a tent meeting on a sandy sawdust floor outside where there was a church service happening and I surrendered to the call of God at that moment and the Holy Spirit came in and began to heal me and began to give me new dreams and new visions and I serve him because he is my father, because he has called me and his call is not revocable. His call is not rescinded. So today, I've got a few points for you and the first one is this, I am called. Say that. I am called. That's you. You're called. You're called. Yes. He knows your talents. He knows your giftings. He knows what you like to do. I mean, one of these days, we're going to have a place where soccer players can have a soccer game outside, Stephen and Michael and uh, Aaron, and and that's going to be our talent that we give to the Lord. You can still do it now. I know you are, but I just envision the day where every talent you have that God put in you, Massimo is, uh, takes care of all of our driving needs. Driving is his talent, his gift that he's given to the Lord. You see, when you know you're called, you keep serving. You don't stop. Don't stop. When he formed me in the womb, he was laying out these plans and anointing and purposes for my life. The second thing you need to know is that God has given you talents for his glory. These talents that you have are not just to make you rich and famous. They really are so that you will give God the glory. I can tell you, walking alongside Nasha and Anwen, I have sensed and experienced that everything they do is about kingdom values and kingdom principle and kingdom investment because it's for his glory. He made you the man or woman you were born to be, and he began writing your story of service 
longing that you would take his call. Some of you have been here for a period of time during COVID, and now I know that you're on the last couple weeks and you're about to leave. And I want you to know God has a calling for you in the next place. Oh, God's calling. God, oh, dear Lord. Okay, okay, Lord, Lord, okay. Well, here's what I want to say to you. Don't put that call on silent. Don't ignore it. Ignore the call. Please don't do that. Don't say, God, not right now. I'm not good enough. I'm not brave enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not. Don't do that. If he calls, he will equip you. If he calls, he will equip you. Amen. Amen. Y'all can do better than that. If he calls, he will equip us. Amen. So we do it for his glory. He has our number. I said earlier that I think our number might be our birth date. The very day you arrived on this planet, maybe that's your number that God's calling. From that day, I've been calling you. Do you know God's number? I think it's maybe like John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave, there's that word again, his only son that whosoever... Not only the rich, not only the educated, not only the married, not only the single. That whosoever believes in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. I think another one of his numbers, you know, because you have your U.S. number and your Italy number or your country number and your Italy number or your WhatsApp number and your Facebook number. I don't know. you got so many numbers. God has Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, to prosper you, to give you hope and a future, not to harm you. God doesn't want to harm us. He wants to give us a hope and a future. And believe me, if he allows you or I to walk through a difficult thing, it was not easy as a 15-year-old to watch my brother and my father, who were also in this car accident, killed by a drunk driver that injured them greatly, and they were in the hospital for many, many weeks, and I wasn't there at that moment to watch them suffering. I was in a place of decision, I will tell you, as a teenager. But he said, I'll be with you. I have plans for you. This drunk driver is not in charge. And you know what? When I got here to Rome and I began to touch other people's lives and I began to see the purpose in the pain and I began to see the testimonies out of the test and I began to hear the messages out of the messes and then we hit COVID, I will tell you, there were moments when I said, really, God, are you sure you're calling me now? I I feel like, uh, I don't know, it feels like my battery's kind of low. What's happening? But you know what? Remember Pastor Rick took that plug? You remember that? And he plugged it up to the cross, right? When you plug into Jesus, your energy level is going to come back. When you plug into Jesus, your ability to persevere, to do, to endure, to the end will be powerful. Amen? God has given us talents for his glory. His love and purposes for me are not canceled. I can't say that enough. I want you to know that maybe you were doing one degree and now you're doing another degree and you think, I don't know what that means. Or maybe you did a degree and you don't have a job yet and you think, what's happening? Or maybe you came here to Rome thinking this was going to happen and now this is happening. But his plans and his purposes are not bound to COVID situations. 
Can you guys say amen to that? I mean, COVID is not in charge of me. COVID is not in charge of you. If there is something that the Lord is allowing us to walk through, we have reached more people since COVID than we did in the first five years of being here. And we reached over a million in the first five years. In one year, in one like seven-month period, we reached one million people. I mean, hundreds of thousands of people engaging in the ministry online. And now taking part in our connect classes and our grow classes and our online prayer meeting. I mean, on Wednesday night, at the moment we pray online, there's probably about 200 people. Within 24 hours, there's usually about 2,000 people who have prayed with us online. Take that, COVID. You didn't stop God's people from praying. Amen? Amen? And when they said yes... When they said, you can't have so many people together, what did you do? What did we do here? We said, okay, fine, we'll have two services. You want us to wear a mask and social distance and put tape on the floor? Fine, but I'm telling you, there's coming a day when we're going to dance all over that tape and we're going to hug each other again and we're not going to be afraid of that because God's people know that God's plans and purposes are ready for whatever comes our way. Amen? Amen. Listen, he forgives our mistakes. You won't have all you need before you need it. You won't have all you need before you need it. He equips you for every season. So you're looking to next month or next season or September, and you're thinking, oh, what? I need this, I need that. But God is saying right now, you're here in May. I've got something for you to do. I'm so thankful that when people are here, they stay engaged, they stay connected, they keep serving because I operate in the anointing of the Holy Spirit when I do that. I can't do today's service, and I don't mean this kind of service, I mean serving the Lord. I can't do today's serving God with tomorrow's blessings. And if you try to do that, then you're just putting your own self on hold because God is saying, guess what? Every day I've been with you. Every day my love abounds for you. Every day my peace prevails over all. And you don't need to wait for tomorrow to do today's acts of service unto the Lord. You must use what you have now. Watch God develop you and empower you. And pour out the spirit of the sovereign Lord upon you as you simply obey and step out in faith. God uses a variety of people. That's what I love about the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. Hundreds of nations are represented, really, from time to time. But for sure, right in this room, and you can see the flags, it's anywhere from 70 to 80 nations that have come together to worship. We are diverse. We are different. We come from all walks of life. We come from all backgrounds. But one thing we have in common is Jesus' culture. Amen? We have a Jesus culture. We are a Bible-based, Holy Spirit-empowered, people-loving family of God. I want to say it again. Bible-based, Holy Spirit-empowered, people-loving family of God. And when you know that God brought you here just like you are, He's not asking you to be like somebody else. You know, I love my grandmother. And today I'm wearing my mother's necklace, my mother's pearl of great price. 
But I can't operate in my grandmother's anointing. I have to operate in my anointing. You can't operate in my anointing. You got to operate in your anointing. God has put people around you. He's put you in places where you're going to talk to people that I will never get to talk to. Now, what if those people find themselves at heaven's door next week and they said, God, I didn't know. I mean, I was with, I'll use my name so nobody feels offended. I was with Jennifer. She never said anything about God loves me and has a plan for my life. She never said I could pray or she would pray with me. God, I I didn't know. Please let me in. And God says, depart from me. I never knew you. I don't want that to be said of me. You know Pastor Rick doesn't want that to be said of him. But I want you to have that urgency that you're ready for the call. It doesn't mean you're going to preach a sermon, but your life and your actions and your walk of faith demonstrates that you're ready for the call. That you're ready for someone in need and the Holy Spirit saying, hey, that's you. Some of you have said, okay, God, choose me. I'm chosen. Uh, I've said, yes, Lord. Listen to me. I love you. Some of you have said that. And then you're given an opportunity to serve or you're given a request that here's an area where we could use some help and you don't answer it. It's like God was saying, you said, you said, you, you said yeah. You said yes. So here. And then it's like that phone ringing. And you say, no, never mind. Mute. Silent. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to put any conviction on you whatsoever, but I am the mouthpiece of the Holy Spirit today. And I know that when we serve the Lord, our lives are fuller and richer and blessed. And I also know that the enemy of your soul and mine wants to stop us from doing that every single day. So he will make you think that you can't be used, but that's a lie. You can be used, and God will show you what to do. So how do you make yourself ready for the call? How do you do it? Well, the first thing is you have to walk in that life-giving love and power. Let go of fear. Let go of being afraid. Let go of insecurity. Walk in his life-giving love. Now, I don't know about you, but when I envision that I walk, whether it's on this stage or when I'm in the car and I'm driving, I have to say, God, you're in charge of this car. You're in charge of all the things around me. But when I begin to really say, Holy Spirit, you're with me, and I envision that his angels, a multitude of angels is around me, I I walk in that life-giving. I drive in that life-giving love and power. That's a miracle. You have to let go of fear. Some of you have gotten so comfortable using fear as an excuse to not serve God outside the doors of the church or inside the doors of the church. And I'm telling you, your life can grow by leaps and bounds if you let go of that fear. God wants you to know he made you exactly the way you are. He gave you your language. He gave you your upbringing. You have insights into certain groups of people that he's going to position you for so you can tell them God loves you. God loves you. Another thing you can do is just answer the call. Take the call. Don't put him on silent. Don't put him on hold. Can you just say yes? 
do like this. Say yes. Come on, I need to know you're awake. Yes, yeah, yes. You can do that. What does that mean, Pastor Jen? I don't know, but God does. And when you say yes, he'll show you what to do today. And then he'll show you what to do next week. And you keep stepping forward. Even if it feels like delays are happening, you trust him because he has called you. The next thing you do is you study to improve and learn. Yao, wave at everybody over there. Yao is helping with our Christian education and our Connect classes online. And we need more teachers. We need more teachers that are also going to help us do this. You can see, yeah, but you got to go through the classes. Because if you say, Lord, I want to do it, but I don't know. I feel like I'm not equipped. Well, we're providing that for you. You can grow. You can learn how to serve. You can learn about leadership. And believe me, it will help you even in your resume. I really believe that. The next thing you can do is just do it. Don't wait to be perfect. That will never happen. Don't wait to be perfect. That will never happen. Just do it. Even with its mess-ups, even with its mistakes, God loves you. His call will not be rescinded or revoked. It's on full warranty, the scripture says. So here's what I want you to do. Keep a servant attitude. Say, what can I do to help? What can I do to help, Lord God? I'm here to serve. Declare it. Demonstrate it. Change the narrative in your head. I want the worship team to come. Change the narration in your head. Instead of saying to yourself, well, what if I fail at whatever this thing is? What if I fail? What if you don't? What if you succeed? Change that, right? What if I succeed? What could happen? I want you to start envisioning that. If I succeed, I could go from having three classes online to ten classes online. I could go from having one night of classes to whatever. I could go from having two sets of kids camp to five sets of kids camp. Amen? What if I succeed? What if I make a mistake? What if you don't? What if I succeed? What if I finally get it right? You know, did anybody ever learn to ride a bicycle? What if you, <laughs> what if you said, oh, I'm going to fall down. I'm going to make a mistake trying to ride this bicycle. But what if you wouldn't have gotten back on? You might not have learned to ride the bicycle. Some of you know I'm from Texas and I love horses. And my daddy taught me that when you fall off a horse, you get back on. And I fell off a horse a couple times. And I cried as a little like 10, 12-year-old girl in Texas. And I got back on that horse. And I held on to the reins a little bit tighter. And it taught me that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen? What if I'm scared? What if I'm scared? What if you're scared? What if you're brave? The Bible says, be strong and courageous. For the Lord God will be with you. Wherever you go, stop saying I'm scared. Stop saying I'm not good enough. Stop declaring that over your life. Begin to say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Because the call remains in place even if you reject him. The call remains in place even if you reject him. You know, I didn't say it in the first service, but I had envisioned at one point that if God was standing here with the sign that said, I'm called, and I came to him and I said, okay, God, I, I want to serve you. And I'm right here with God and I'm just, I'm saying yes to the call. But then something began like a magnet to pull 
pull me away from that. And I kind of, I got this way. And I got sideways. And I got wrong ways. And you know what happens? God is still standing there. He still has my name written on his heart and his hands. And he's still saying, I'm calling you. Come back. Come back. I'm not rescinding my call. I'm not taking it back. I'm not saying, oh, I shouldn't have made that one. God isn't saying that. He's saying, I've got a job for you to do. Are you ready to do it? God's gifts and God's call are under full warranty. I want to go to the slide, Isaiah 42.1. This is the last slide I'm going to show you today. Here is my servant whom I uphold, my chosen one. Remember, you're chosen. Last week, you got a name tag that said, my name is chosen. My chosen one in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him. You don't have to worry about yours. He's going to put his spirit on you. And he will bring justice to the nations. God has an assignment for each and every one of us. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ. So say yes to him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, That's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. But maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video. And you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.